0: Yeah, go, go. Hey, hey, welcome back. Hey, hello, hello. Welcome to, um, is this episode seven? No, eight, eight. Eight. Yeah, the Ocho, the Ocho (laughs) ESPN eight, the Ocho. Welcome. Um, happy to have you back. I'm CJ, I'm Cody. Um, Cody and I are curled up on a couch. Yeah, it's together. like we got a new little setup today. We're so close and cozy. We changed the dynamic of the <laughs> recording studio. Yeah. And now we're just hanging out on the couch together. I kinda like it. Yeah. I was okay, so <laughs> I would, yeah. I just imagine just like sitting here like this, and you went straight to like a loungy well, kind of thing I, with like your arm up. And, like, I don't, don't want to sit on the couch and talk to you, but just like look straight ahead. <laughs> I, <laughs> that would be really weird if I, I just looking straight ahead <laughs> on a couch and speaking with you. I was thinking of this the other day, and I was like, I wonder what we're going to do. Like, I literally sat down here, and I was yeah. like, okay, so, like, when he's talking, do I look this way? No, and just kind of this or like Or do I just look yeah. at him? Put put your knee up. With, like, a two-foot gap? Put <laughs> your knee up and put your no. um, your elbow on the on the head of the couch here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's kind of fun. Just gabbing like gals. Just g- gabbing like gals. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's interesting. It would be nice, yeah, if we had, like, a table. Um, but, I mean, the room's a lot more spacious. Yeah, yeah. It's so it it less great. Nice yeah, yeah. Like, so if we get, like... You as soon as we have those moments where, depending on the topic, like, it gets really kind of hard to talk about and you kind of want to, like get away from a it avert your eyes and like now yeah. there's like you can like literally get up and just like take a lap oh, you like walk around. around the yeah. room like I'm fucking done with this and just like get well, up let's see how you sound from different parts of the room like, I don't know like, like if I'm like walking around keep going like, keep going I don't like this I don't like this at all like, yeah yeah but I do like the space <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's a small feature, I yeah, guess. I mean, I guess what we do it, it, it is improv, so we need to explore the space and yeah, you gotta yeah. like workshop it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. See how it feels. Yes, and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the topic—not um, the topic of the episode, but the uh, fear, to- like slash anxiety topic. Because um, mm. we really just—I, I, I'm pretty sure we started this out with like fears. Yeah. And then it shifted into anxiety. That's true. Which are, I I mean, are similar. Like, fears are, anxieties are driven from, like, a fear. Yeah, yeah, fears can cause anxiety. Yeah. Because you're thinking of them irrationally when you're supposed to be okay. Yeah, like, the whole thing with me, like, thinking if I leave a knife out and a shooter's going to just want to kill me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but, like, when does a fear transition into anxiety when you think about it? Like more Outside often. Of that more, situation. more often than you should. Yeah, I think it becomes anxiety when it, like you're not even in that scenario yeah. and it causes you unease. Like if a if a, a, a robber came into my house screaming, I wouldn't be like, ooh, that gave me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a fear. I'd be like, like I'm terrified, yeah. right? I'm scared. But yeah. if you're totally fine and you know you're everything's locked and you're like, What if a robber came in right now? But, like that's anxiety. But once it happens the first time, then, anxiety when you're thinking use. about it, yeah, then you have, like I have anxiety about it being robbed because I was once robbed, exactly. Yeah. And then it's an anxiety thing, yeah. Um, so the thing I had for this one is technically a phobia, which I think a lot of people kind of have, but they don't realize it until mm-hmm. they actually see like the right image of it, which is trypophobia, okay, which is the um fear or unease of like uh clustering shapes. Um, like, mostly, like, like a cluster of, like, holes. Okay. Um, some people, like, even, like, Brenda finds it uneasy just looking at the slats of a vent. Like an air vent? Like, like an air like, vent. Like And, a, like, and like, like seeing, like, the slats, like, if, if they're very compacted and there's many, 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 many slats, like, that makes her uneasy. Okay. But usually it's, like, something as simple as, like, holes. Like, imagine, like, a honeycomb. Okay. Like, that, it can be something as simple as that. I find it really unsettling when you see images of it, which are usually fake. Uh-huh. When it's like, so like the all the pores on someone's hand opened up, okay. Like it's usually really they like they're pores or something, or something like um, or where it's like they've got like some kind of like parasite in them, and it's per- like coming through their skin, and like you see all the teeth, of like a got worm it. or something like. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 with you sort of, more like, more on the sense of. I think the fear or anxiety would be what's inside of those holes. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean that's like I don't know if that's actually part of the definition, but that to me is terrifying. That's the scare. I think like, yeah, if you like, a... that you could even put something in those holes. Well you can hide stuff in your holes. <laughs> like, imagine like having a bunch of holes in your hand and you, you can actually like physically fit something in there. Like that's like, creepy. It's fucking that's, creepy. no, that's just gross out shit. It is that's gross out shit, weird. but like the fear, I guess, comes in of, like, what if that happened to me? Right. Like, there was a, an image circulating around a couple of years ago. It, it It's fake. Where there was, supposed to, like, this parasite um, that you can get, in, like, in the Amazon. Where it would, um, it would basically, like, replace your eye. And it was, like, images of this, like, person's eye. Basically, it was, like, the mouth of, like, a worm with, like, teeth. Okay. And, like, it, it obviously... That's was fucking terrifying. Fucking terrifying. Or, like, like a bot fly. Yeah. Where you have one like, hole in your skin. Actually, you know what? Okay. Maybe that's I, I more think, the fear. of no, Like think, something in your skin. I think having one hole is scarier than having a lot of holes. I think one skull, one skull, one hole with something living in it is fucking terrifying right. more than anything else. Like, I don't know, like one things with one hole are generally scarier. Like volcanoes, <laughs> one hole. Yeah, yes. Butts. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah let's have one hole yeah but the human does not like yeah, human has a lot of them uh but yeah i get what you're saying like i guess maybe that's where the fear of like something like yeah, in inside you like a bottomless pit a like well. above a, like a well is scary like, having one hole well yeah if you're in like the ring yeah like something can crawl if you're out like it. samara like or then, or yeah, you can fucking terrifying or you mean like, that girl that fell down the well what like in the ring no, like in uh, the in real life, there was like a The Well Girl. It's like a famous story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, also just thinking about like having a bot fly is fucking terrifying and scary. Like, yeah. have you seen like the videos of people like getting them out? Yeah, pulling oh, them out. God. Yeah. Like, I never got that. I never got how people look at, like, oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Dude, what, I wanted what to is watch. the obsession with that? I wanted to watch that show, but then I could not bring myself to do it's it. It's so like, gross. It's so freaking gross. We're like, so or like, or the the shows where people pull stuff out of their ears. Yeah, or have you seen the one where the um, uh, the parasite like they're bringing they're pulling this worm out of a poor cat's nose. Oh, poor cat! And it's like, dude, it's like a freaking thick ass grub, like coming out of this cat's nose. Like, I mean, it is a positive thing that is coming out, but it's gross that that's like a fet. It's almost like a fetish for people. Oh, because it's like the it's the gross fetish. Like yeah. they want to see it because it's like, oh, it's so nasty. It's like the it's like watching Hostel. Right. Like, right. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah, I think maybe more than the trypophobia aspect of it, of like the clustering, but more just the fact that, like, there's a hole and something could be in it. Right. It's fucking like. like and then, like, yeah. once I start. Once I see it, like, I looked up images before this. Like, now I'm thinking about it and it's like giving me a lot <laughs> of anxiety. I'm, like, just, I'm just happy of. I'm just proud of our restraint talking about holes so much. And because we, we didn't even, say vagina and once. And when what, just what, <laughs> what could be in that hole? I'm just proud of. My brain for not going there so much. I'm really surprised that, like, outside of me saying no one brought up vaginas, that we never said vaginas. Well, now it's out there. Wait, well, yeah, but we never, like, I just brought it out there as an, ex- like, you know, to explain. That's <laughs> like, one like, hole I'm definitely not scared of. I have been. <laughs> what? But, like, some people? Like, some people are scared of vaginas? No, some people have scary vaginas. Like, <laughs> well, I mean. Just saying. Like, I told you not to talk about my mom. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> everything about her is scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything, oh, God, jeez. Um, uh, hey, it's see- safer, guys. If you don't, if you don't maintain everything down there, it becomes scary. It's a scary out. Yeah. Every it's, everything's a scary place if you don't look after it. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. want to leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there. Take care of your holes. People. Take care of your holes. <laughs> Take care of your nethers. <laughs> your holes. Your flaps especially your flaps look under look in yeah (laughs) see see if there's something in there and get it out (laughs) we'll be we'll be right back okay your flaps take care of those flaps maybe those flaps. the word flaps is gross wash your peeper well yeah I mean, like the word flaps is gross flaps it's so gross <laughs> it <laughs> depends on what context i don't ever want to hear a good context of flaps airplanes have flaps where are those called flaps i believe those are
1: called flaps <laughs> what's those called on the wings of
0: airplanes rudders no yeah they're rudders they're flaps those are rudders <laughs> they're called, and you gotta wash under those airplane flaps <laughs> even then it's still so gross <laughs> like, really flaps I think they're rudders. No. a Rudders on a back. That's a back. Yeah, of a boat. Yeah, and, well, they have rudders yeah, they on the have, back of airplanes. They have wing rudders, too. But those are not called rudders. But essentially they are. Vents? No. No, they don't vent anything. They're called... D- they help with angling, so it's essentially a rudder. Pretty sure they're called flaps. But they are rudders. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to call them rudders. Mark! Mark! <laughs> fucking look it up! Jesus! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we're talking about uh, Benito, Emmaclar, Andrea Mussolini, Benny Moose, baby, Benny Moose, um, or Il Doce, Yeah. Yeah, um, she's the leader. Il Doce. basically yeah. just the Italian version of El Jefe. Mm-hmm. Um, I did kind of like that he was named after Benito Juarez. Okay, um, which was just a fucking Mexican warlord. Okay, <laughs> uh, so that was, like, that's where he gets Benito from. Um. You also don't see a lot of people like with like female middle names, like guys with female middle names, like Andrea. I I've always liked that name. I, I like it. But you Andrea. like you like the name Andrea? Andrea. Yeah. Oh, I just like I think it's kind of cool to add a little bit of like a femininity. Oh yeah, to the like, name. A, like like a like a Michelle. Yeah, like it's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know what I'm a, I'm a Claire is, but I think those are actually well, the like Somebody from... saying I'm a Claire is also another. female I name. am an eclair, like no, or, or just another female name. <laughs> I am Claire. I am a Claire. <laughs> I think his um wait. <laughs> His wife or his mistress's name is Claire. Maybe so. that's why it's in in there somewhere. They, they knew in the future. They knew. Yeah, his parents were like, you're going to marry a Claire. Hey, Benny, you're going to marry a Claire. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Benny, baby. Okay, so uh, Benito Mussolini, um, born July 29th, 1883. Um, I you, he's a Leo. Oh, is that, I was going to look that up. and yeah, I didn't really like it. Shit. Um, his father was a blacksmith. His mother was a schoolteacher, and they were poor. So I feel like there was like a way to put this into a joke and I couldn't even, it. it's like, your mother's a school teacher. Like, yeah, your, your mother does a very honorable job. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't like, <laughs> gotcha, know, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's like, it maybe just kept thinking, it's like, I don't know, it's like, your dad's a bastard and your mother's a whore. <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. this writing it was like, your dad's a boxer and your mother's a teacher. It would, it would be easier <laughs> if his dad shoveled shit and his mom was a hooker. Mm. Like, it'd be easier to be, yeah. you know, judgmental of him. But those are two really fine jobs to have. Yeah. But they were poor, so. Yeah, okay. But um, one of the main reasons they were poor wasn't because of, like, necessarily lack of pay or anything traditional term you would, or reason you would think, like, oh, they wasted all their money on this or whatever. Okay. It was just his dad gave most of his money to his mistress and, like, not his family. Oh, okay. He had, like, a second family? He had, not necessarily he just had a mistress. Just a mistress? Okay. Um, Well, his mistress did have kids because she was a widow, mm-hmm. Um, which I guess it wasn't all bad because... Mussolini would actually end up marrying one of her kids like weird. one of her daughters so it's like I guess you kind of like it worked out yeah but um I thought they were just kind of odd that he like married his father's mistress's daughter which is just weird I, don't um, know. I guess he kind of grew up together and it's like it's like, yeah, being, it's like usually they're not growing up together I mean, a lot of people are like in love with their cousins and stuff it's, so better, like, than it's like, better than that yeah, it's better than that it's better than that um, it's legal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing actually wrong with it. Yeah, um, kind of still gross though. I think like marrying somebody you grow up with is kind of gross. It's, I but it's like, well, I mean, not, what if you just like you grew up with the girl down the street and you guys always loved each other, like you're you're a like, childhood sweethearts. I guess that's kind of different. Like Forrest Gump and Jenny. Yeah, but they like they they that's bonded over trauma together. Maybe they did. Okay, all right. I mean, I don't know. They <laughs> didn't look into that much, but. I mean, the story of Forrest Gump* does kind of explain Mussolini's actions, though. A little bit. <laughs> he was a little slower than usual. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's on the spectrum. But but okay, so despite this, like uh, his family being poor, not having a lot of like resources, he he accomplished a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, compared like he went very very far in life. Um, I mean, he went from literally being poor to ruling a country. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean. So Look, as far as far as far as you can go. As far as you can go. Yeah. Um. So he climbed very high, accomplished a lot. Uh. For a blacksmith's son, um. He became and became the first 20th century, first of the 20th century fascists in Europe. Okay. So that's quite a title. Congratulations, <laughs> asshole. Good job. you were number one. <laughs> yeah. um, the number one piece of shit wasn't the best one. Mm-hmm. Like like he didn't do it well, mm-hmm. but he was the first. Um. So, he was a pretty shitty kid uh, despite this. Like, he was just really arrogant, like, unruly, disobedient. Um, he was expelled from two different schools. Um, f- one for stabbing a kid with a penknife. Okay. Obviously, I'm expelled. He was expelled from another school for trying to stab someone with a penknife. So, he's like a penchant for stabbing. He really liked penknives and really likes stabbing his- people with them. He stabbed his uh, girlfriend, too. Oh, great. Well, Claire, probably. Probably, probably Claire. Yeah. <laughs> I am Claire, <laughs> and I was stabbed. Um, <laughs> why? Why? What? Why did he stab her? I don't know. Oh. I just read that he stabbed. Okay. Girlfriend. Well, he stabbed this the first it didn't, kid. It didn't give the history. It was just oh. like, hey, I'm I'm Benny. I like stabbing. The first kid he stabbed was because like the kid tried to fight him or something. Like there was a reason. Like, okay. So it was more like retaliation. But like you went from like a fist fight to a knife fight. <laughs> but only one guy had a knife. <laughs> you <Yeah. fight. laughs> went piss to a shit fight. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, this kid just likes to stab, um, which would have fit in a lot if like later we read that like he was like also like fighting on the front lines and shit. Like mm-hmm. uh, what's his face. Like oh, Napoleon? Napoleon? Yeah. But this kid was just a stabby kid. Okay. And then apparently grew up to be a bitch. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, I met, like, I don't know. like met, like, a lot of stabby kids in elementary. There was, like, there was always that one kid, Kyle. It was always, like, a Kyle or something like that. I got stabbed with a pen once by a Josh. A Josh? Yeah. I remember my, my Kyle sprayed Windex in my eyes. Oh, And that was really weird. What a bitch move. I know. Not really kind. No. I, I got, uh... almost wish I got stabbed. I got... Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like the pen wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have that than fucking... <laughs> yeah, when an in my eye. Yeah, like, motherfucker. Uh, I got kicked... I got banned from field trips once because I, um... I was trying to spray girls with bleach. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you were just trying to clean them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe maybe <laughs> Kyle saw saw my eyes were bloodshot. And he was, he like, was like, let, like, let me get for those for you. For you. We can, we can, it was we a weird punishment. That they were like, you can't go to field trips anymore. And I was like, Ugh, there's only like three of those. Like, so, okay. <laughs> like, I remember got like in trouble for doing anything violent in school. I remember... Uh, I was in the principal's office One time a I, threw, a lot. I, threw, I threw a rock once, but it was like after my teacher was like, don't throw that rock. And I'd like stand Oh, so you're just was a like, shithead. Yeah. throwing this fucking throwing rock. Throwing this rock. Have you seen how perfect this rock is for throwing? <laughs> I was in the office like four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not a dictator, so. Um, okay, so yeah, very stabby, likes to stab kids, uh, very aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, super smart though apparently um he graduated like with honors like super fast um actually by like 18 or 19 like got a teaching degree okay um so he was like already like certified to be a teacher yeah, like like mommy yeah yeah there you go oh, yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah. i kept writing that and i was like yeah. why very uh, f- uh freudian makes a lot of sense because like i was very confused when mm. writing this. he hated it oh it he did. was not into teaching at all like he really hated okay. it um, I would, then I, just, I was like, well, why did you do it? Mm-hmm. But that makes it a lot, because I didn't think about that. Um, so literally, wait, so by 19, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to fucking be a teacher. So he decides, like, I'm going to go to Switzerland with, like, literally nothing in his pocket except for his good old Karl Marx medallion. Um. He had a Karl Marx medallion? Yep, and it's the only thing he took with him. Is <laughs> like, it made of chocolate or something? I don't know. <laughs> he, like a chocolate coin? It's all he had in his pocket. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he went off to Switzerland. Um, I don't know why Switzerland, but he went there. That and it's just so fucking foreboding, man. It's, <laughs> it's so like, weird. It's like, it's like, you know, most kids it's like run away with a stick and a bindle. Yeah. Or, 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 or just like a pocket full of dreams. Yeah, it's like it, didn't, it didn't even say he packed a bag. He <laughs> <laughs> with that. Instead of a pocket full of dreams, he went with like a pocket full of fascism. <laughs> just communism <laughs> ready right to go. It's like, re- rear in the go. <laughs> like, super weird. He was just like, I don't need anything but good old Karl Marx. Like, <laughs> I'll be fine with you, K. Okay. Yep. Like, um, okay, i in my pocket. In, in Switzerland, who is the furthest from communism you can get. Yeah, exactly. Um, geez, that's funny. I guess, other than, well, no, not the furthest. That would be like capitalism. But, uh um, but still, not really like politically in line with your little medallion. Well, I mean, it's like it's, it's democratic socialism. That's a lot different. Yeah, yo, yeah. I mean, yeah, and he was very like socialist in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he well makes sense. So he goes to Switzerland. Um, and starts getting involved in like journalism and political speaking. Um, starts really, really digging into like philosophy, mm-hmm. um, like political philosophies and stuff like that. But his one big flaw that like every fucking dictator has is he just picks and chooses what sounds good to him oh, always and always. really doesn't form any concrete political ideal it's just i think this is good but this part of the next sentence sucks so i like this sentence too oh, oh always <laughs> with these motherfuckers every time cherry picking the things that you like because it benefits you the most you son of a bitch every time god damn it um and it's like hard to say that like he is like every other one because he's kind of one of the first mm-hmm. so he kind of like he set this precedent like of just fucking having no real political agenda um hmm. and just fucking being nutso. He's the worst. It's fucking awful. Um yeah, so like he had he his political ideal was like not coherent at all. Um but it worked for him. Um mm-hmm. uh, and and people were impressed with his writings and stuff in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, also, kind of, like you said, there's, like, a democratic, like, the uh, socialist democracy. Yeah, yeah, So, like, they're already kind of in line with that, like, socialist kind of view. Um, and it really... probably plays more than it would in Italy. Yeah, because yeah. Italy still has a king. Yeah. So, it's definitely playing in his favors. Um, so, obviously, at some point, he returns to Italy. Um, but, he, he lays, like, really low for a while. Like, he actually just comes back and goes back to being a teacher. Okay. Um, but... Like, again, fucking hates it. Okay. But um, like he does it for a couple of years, and c- he calls it um moral deterioration. Okay, teaching. Teaching. It's interesting. Fucking hates it. Okay. Um, like So he thought, he thought teaching was shrinking his brain? Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> like, pick I- a new subject, dick. I mean, he just, like... <laughs> That's on you, motherfucker. It was fucker. just weird because like he came back and went straight to that even with all yeah. like the stuff he had like done in Switzerland. Yeah. Like he went back to the he knew, already knew he didn't like. Imagine what his students felt, like how his students felt. It's like this guy doesn't give a shit about Yeah, he's this. like my fucking uh sophomore health fucking teacher yeah. who showed up stone with sunglasses yeah. on and just fucking ate mexican food. It was like, whatever. Fucking, like, you have a fucking responsibility, sir. Yeah. Teach the kids. Yeah. guy like, he God. was he, he did not want to teach. It. Well, he wanted to teach kids a different thing. Yeah. Um, so he pretty soon returns to journalism and political like um activism, just getting like really extreme. He gets hired on as the editor of a, the there's, like, the main socialist newspaper in Italy called Avanti, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't really go super well because he starts out, he flip-flops a lot. Like, okay. he, he pulls, up, like, a real John Kerry and starts, like, flip-flopping oh, yeah, on okay. views, like, a lot. So, around this time, World War One's brewing. Mm-hmm. John, John Kerry, that's a really relevant topic right now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's such a- <laughs> well I just remember during those like during those yeah. elections like John Kerry was known for being a flip- yeah, flopper yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah no I love it I love okay it. <laughs> sorry um he so world war one's brewing and he obviously if you're a socialist you're really anti-war mm-hmm. and he starts out that way like very anti-war like really not supportive mm-hmm. of uh Italian uh Italy's involvement yeah um but he like like suddenly like flips his view and starts thinking like well like like, getting more, like, Italian pride, and, like, it, like we are Italians and but nothing but Italians, mm-hmm. and, like, suddenly starts supporting the war and leaving Avanti. Um, okay. Not really sure, like, like, I... It wasn't clear, like, a, there wasn't a clear point as it was, like, why. I think mean, he just, like, changed his... Because, again, like, he was cherry-picking. And, like, I think mean, he finally realized, like, no, I kind of like war. I he kind of just became a nationalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very nationalist. Right. Um... Whereas, like, socialist is, like, not so much nationalism. Like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's different parts that you could, like, he was probably cherry-picking. Like, you could be socialist and a nationalist, which means you're only taking care of the people within your nation, but you're doing whatever it takes to take care of the people within yeah. your nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think he was just, like, I think this was, like, his, his uh, development phase. Right. Like, he was kind of, like, Learn. I thought I was a socialist, yeah. but now I'm kind of seeing that I'm not. Right. So, basically, he ends up leaving the paper, and he actually goes to fight in World War One. Okay. Um, which I think Hitler did too. So they were both there. Okay. Um, so he's there, he fights World War One. he comes back from World War I uh, wounded, uh, but like towards the end of the war. Um, so he basically, he returns from the war super advocating for the need of a dictator okay. in Italy. Um, which of course he means himself. Mm-hmm. So, look, like, we need a dictator. We need me. By we need a dictator, I mean you need me. Uh, he comes back with it strong. Because like, of the Grinch? Yeah. Like, by we, I mean you. <laughs> um, so, the following year, I think it's like, uh, what was that, like 1919? Um, He gathers um, in Milan with like mm-hmm. over 200 supporters, basically like forming... Uh, the party, like mm-hmm. his party, and basically giving birth to fascism. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, fascism isn't really even a thing at this point. Right. Like, he's forming it. Um, so they basically, at this conference in Milan, like, form fascism as we know it. Um, and it, it, it really goes to show, like, how far you can get by being a very engaging, energetic, and, like, captivating speaker. Oh, oh dude. Like, you, you can get... and bounds, man. So... If you're a good, if like, you have a silver tongue, if you're a snake oil salesman, yeah. holy hell, man! Yeah, that's and, a, that's a talent that's so scary. How effective it is, and especially since that talent is usually in psychos, right? Like because. It's it's known that during his speeches he would constantly contradict himself mm-hmm. and just spew fake facts. Oh yeah, like facts that were so obviously not true, but he was so good at it. But the trick is, if you say enough of them, people start stop fact checking you because it's impossible to keep up. Exactly, i.e., our last president. Yeah, or like the other guy a little north of him, Hitler. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it literally didn't matter what you said if you were saying it well. Right, and he was super good at it enough that like. Gathered a ton of fucking support. Um, so where am I? Um, so, okay, so by 1922, um, it, like his moment came, like okay. the moment to seize power. Um, basically, there was a trade union on the edge of like going on strike. It was a, like would have mm-hmm. like really hurt the economy. Um, if they went on strike, it was a it was like the only trade union, which is kind of weird to say that like you, there's a trade union in Italy when they have a king, mm-hmm, it's like they have. Trade union, but then I have to remind myself that we're in the 1900s, and it's like, well, so like Britain had trade unions in too. And right. They were going through the same shit with, George, with King it, George. It's just for import export. That's all it was. Yeah, but or, they, yeah. this is like when they were like starting to unionize. Okay. Um, because the same thing was going on in England a lot too, where like, like factory workers were forming unions. Mm-hmm. and They still had King George during World War One, but like unions were striking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically Mussolini and his fascists said like, if the government does not stop this strike the fascist party will okay and they did the government didn't do anything because they were just like too like too liberal like they didn't want to like squash anyone's rights um but the fascist party stepped in and, and i mean, it didn't say how but they stopped the strike so you could say he's like he was like he was res, like results driven because he wanted italy to stop quarreling with itself because like you said there was all the the, the trade um uh, the, uh, well there was lots of internal riots mm. and lots of um, trade union disputes and stuff like that. Yeah. So he was trying to like okay let's bring everybody together Yeah but there was the, a unification but the only, way, but there, the only like... way to do so is to be completely anti-liberal and rule with an iron fist and that's the yeah. only way. Dictator. Dictator. Like right. he wasn't shy about saying dictator. Right. Right. Um, so yeah so he, his party steps in and stops the strike it doesn't say how like obviously they came to some kind of agreement. Mm-hmm. Um and it basically causes enough of an uproar and enough of support for, like, a group of, like, 40,000 to, like, march. Like, basically, they're, like, declaring change or demanding change and declaring that they're they're about to march on Rome. Right. They, um, they chanted Roma, Roma, Roma. Roma, Roma, yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> so they were going to march on Rome um, and with, like, um, led by four different party members. Uh, I think it was called, like, the Quadraviri or Quadravini mm-hmm. or something like that. But Mussolini wasn't even involved. He was like, "I'm not going to that Mm -hmm. march." He's like, "I will go if um, if King Emmanuel summons me in writing." Okay, and because like they said that like Mussolini was still hoping for some kind of compromise. Okay, a political compromise. Basically, the way I remember that he wanted to be handed power. Yeah, because if he's handed power, the people are going to accept him a lot more. He wanted the current king to kneel and give him the crown to bend the knee. Yeah, 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 and it happened. That is it's literally really? what happened. Yes, Shit. Like, so they marched on Rome, and King Emmanuel basically summoned him, like, and in one way or another, like, we know, like, it leads up to what you're going to talk about, Mussolini got the got, country. Got it. So, in some form, King Emmanuel abdicated, mm-hmm. and literally gave up the throne. It's not even, like, isn't that, like, not even a coup, though? It's not even a coup, and I think that's what Mussolini wanted. He didn't want a coup. I don't think he wanted to storm the capital. He literally forced King Emmanuel into it, like giving so, it to but him. But with forty thousand troops, like how, how big was Italy's army at this time? And must it tripled? Gotta be bigger than that. Yeah, I would assume. <clears throat> but so like, why did he give up so easy? Maybe I, he was I, just maybe, over it. Maybe I think maybe he's just thinking about the welfare of Italy. Just to, to like to the last to, thing we just got out of World War One. We don't need a civil war. To avoid a civil war, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. We're like the last enough. thing we yeah. need is a civil war. And he's like, you know "What kind what? of king am I going to be if I start one?" Yeah. Like I think and, and I like think how many more lives need to be lost for, Yeah, and I think at this mm. point Emmanuel and like and the royal family was already very unpopular. Okay. And at this point in history, right. most monarchs were. World War One was the end of monarchies. Right. So their like, their time was coming anyway. Yeah. The only one who made it out of World War One was the British monarchy. Mm-hmm. But like not really with any power. Like, but they had already done that. They did that preemptively to World War One, right. where they became more constitutional. Right. But like, I mean, World War One, we, we lost the Kaisers, we lost the Czars. Right. Like, what the fuck? What is the manual thinking that he's what's gonna happen? He does he want to follow the same path as the Czars and have his entire family murdered? Mm. No, because like this is right on the cusp of like the Bolshevik Revolution. Hmm. Like they're like I think he's looking at the rest of Europe as an example. is like I can give it to this guy and probably leave it in my head. Yeah. And with my kids and with my wife. Smart. And I think, I think he made the smart move for him yeah, himself. That is smart. Like. Smart for, well, for him, sort of, but not the people of Italy. Not necessarily the people. He kind of saved a of But he did hide. probably swear, he probably swerved around a civil war. He probably, he, he, yeah, I guess he would be, He's. there would have been more bloodshed. I'm yeah. sure if he said no, even though Mussolini's rule was really violent and, yeah. and bloody. Yeah. There probably would have been more if there was a civil war, for sure. And obviously at this point, a lot of them aren't really pre- foreseeing World War II. Right like, Hitler's kind of doing the same thing right now, like, building up, so, like, no one really sees this, like, right now, like, I think Emmanuel's kind of just thinking, like, I've seen what happened to the rest of them, mm-hmm. like, I kind of have to get out of here. Okay. Well, smart. That's my, I mean, that's my take All on right. it. Like, why else, like, would you just, like, like, literally invite the guy into your house that you're going to give your house to? It's like, like you know, what well, you want it so bad, here you go. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here. So, and I didn't, I didn't read up on what happened to king emmanuel mm-hmm. like maybe he did die i don't know maybe. like maybe they killed him anyway maybe he just fucking clocked out later maybe <laughs> i mean it was 1922 dude like i think monarchs knew they were kind of done yeah like so well cool yeah that's, all right. um, i'm gonna hand it off to you all right well let's get going in just one second oh right hold on one second one second <laughs> <laughs> hey guys this is uh cody and cj from justice time machine uh just doing another shout out for our buddy eli who did our logo for the podcast if you guys like what you saw with our logo and are looking for any kind of graphic design or logo work he's really a reliable source to go to it's E L I S underscore Trashcan on instagram really cool guy really quick with his work and very talented and you know he'll work within your budget he's very understanding and reasonable um so yeah reach out to me if you guys need any work done it's definitely worth it and have a good one all right give me the give me the bad stuff welcome back All right, welcome back to the lounge couch. Yeah, get let me get cozy. (laughs) Nope, (laughs) still uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? No, I'm fine. Okay, I'm just. I I keep realizing like the with the way that we're angled, (laughs) it gets real close to us, like holding hands. (laughs) Stop it. Slowly fall asleep on your knee. Yeah, I find myself like scooting back a little bit because I'm like, oh, our hands like... Because we can see if we want to like lean forward. Yeah. And it's like not working. Jesus. All right. We'll get used to it. This is a very, very (laughs) bad COVID procedure right now. Hey! The only person I hang out with you got really Italian right there. (laughs) Hey! Hey! I just want the record to know mm-hmm. I only hang out with one person. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. So, Same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't do anything else. <laughs> and I haven't seen you in like a month. That's true. We, so we we deserved this. We earned yeah. this. We've done everything like all the past ones like virtually. Yeah. We so. took we took each other's temperatures before doing yeah. this. We've we've done quarantines. Rec- rectally. Yeah. With <laughs> just my finger in your in your okay. one scary hole. <laughs> It's not scary, I know what's inside it. That's true. <laughs> Boop. Your finger. <laughs> it's not scary if I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Gross. Let's talk about fascism! Fascism, okay, okay. so Benito Mussolini, uh, the duche of fascism. Yeah. Duce, duce, like you said, meaning yeah. leader, and um, not what it should be, which is the douche of fascism. Basically. The douche of fascism, yeah. The big douche. The big douche. The big douche. The dookie. The number, the number two of fascism, which actually works, yeah, because it's like the dolce, yeah, il dolce, the, but, yeah, it's but he's the number two of fascism because he was never as like crazy as Hitler, but he was number one though, number one in Italy, but not the world. No, he was the first of the European fascists. I oh, said okay, <laughs> whatever. But no, but you're right. You're a good point. Even though he was the first of the 20th yeah. century, like fascism, yeah. fascists. He totally got overshadowed by Hitler. Yeah. 100% overshadowed. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's drop this That's deuce. That's going to be frustrating. Let's drop this deuce. Um, so, uh, he was the Prime Minister of Italy from 1922-1943. He had a really um, uh, all-over-the-place kind of rule. He was the leader of the Italian Social Republic from 1943-1945. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the end of his life, basically, which you're going to get into later. Yeah, 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 I'll talk about later. Like, the beginning of the end of his life. Yeah. Um, he belonged to the political party, um, the National Fascist Party. Mm-hmm. Just really not,
1: no, really, Just really, on my nose. He's just like, not... yeah,
0: <laughs> not hiding it at all. Not... <laughs> just showing his cards, man. Yeah, all right. Well, well he didn't have because I yeah. forgot to mention like when he left like the the socialist paper. Yeah. He was also kicked out of the socialist party, right? Just so wearing his wearing his black card on his sleeve. Yeah, on his black shirt. On his on his black shirt. That's what we'll talk about. Yes. In a little
1: bit. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Okay, so other party affiliations, um, the Italian Socialist Party, uh, the fascists, not fascist, but the fascists, which is a group of fascists. Okay. The fascists of... Not the fascists? Not the fascists of revolu- revolution, revolutionary action. The fascists, which is like a group. That's weird. A faction, really. Mm. Just like a, a faction of fascists. I don't like it. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, tongue twisters. <laughs> yeah, but... like, I don't like it at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shelly sold cheese cells by the seashore. <laughs> sure. um, okay, he was also a member of the Republican Fascist Party. Okay, the Fascists of Combat, the Italian Fascists of Combat. Um, it just goes on. None of that means anything. I know it's just like different like, party affiliate. The Anti Justice League. <laughs> Who they what? The, the Super Enemies. The Legion of Doom. The 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 Revengers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just all fucking Just smithy. so many different yeah. like, dumb
0: parts. They're just things to make your opinions more valid because they're with a group people. It looks of people. official. It's like when you see a fucking yeah. um, uh, a name on the fucking letterhead. Right. When you're going to be so shitty and need to hate things, it makes more sense if you hate in groups yeah. than it does by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone likes a good cover letter. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So fascism. Let's talk about it. What is it? What is it? It's fascism. What's that? <laughs> you know, to be honest, like, I've never really understood, like, because we talked about this before. They like, just right. between, like socialism and communism, right? But like, fascist fascism was always like a different thing to me. Especially when you hear like, oh, like Hitler hated socialists and communists, right? And it's like, but fascism is not good. Like, so, so yeah, let's um. So it's characterized as a far right ultra nationalism. Okay. So extremist nationalism. So think of nationalism to an extreme. To an extreme. Okay. Like us or and no one else. It's displayed, and it's so that's his definition. In practice. Fascism. Oh, hey. was, okay, awesome. I really hope that picked up. That was the cutest here, little you can meow. play right here. That was such a opportune time to have a cute little meow as I talk about fascism. Right in the middle of fascism. All right, all right, baby. Um, okay, that was wonderful. So that's so fascism on paper is that okay? It's far right ultranationalism. But what's the positive so, to that? So fascism part, like... it, on display, fascism in action. Is dictatorship and forcible suppression of opposition. So it's using your idea of nationalism and forcing that upon the people because you've almost like expelled all the other options at this point. That the that, that, that you think the only way to get your message across is to physically suppress the people into believing it. Why would anybody go for that? Because there's no positive to that for anyone else. Yeah, it's not like like we talk about like on paper like the positives to communism, Mm -hmm. like on paper, like some of the parts are a little good. Socialism has its highlights, but like doesn't, like they both don't always work practically. Right. What in this is appealing? I don't understand. I don't understand. People were voting for this. That's, that's, Cody, that's not my fucking job. Okay, (laughs) cool. To explain. (laughs) It is to me. Why people can be sick in the head like that. So I'm just going to avoid that question altogether. Okay. Um, So uh, other examples of fascism include Nazi Germany. Yeah. Um. And Nazi fucking Germany. <laughs> if you didn't hear me correctly, are those any, are those are these the only two? No, there's like hundreds. Okay. Yeah, there's. So I don't hear a lot about a... early like 1700s Japan. Were they fascists? Yeah, there just was just not by definition. Tons in South America. Hundreds okay. in South America. Hundreds, hundreds in northern. Um, Africa. So I guess it's just, it's now like a term that they coined that kind of fits into a lot of dictators. It just, it fit, right. yeah, it fit their um, practices the best. Gotcha. But they, like at the time, like 1700s of Japan, they were calling themselves all fascists. No, right. they were just snuffing out the opposition with force. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, more imperialism. So when I say like, when, when I say I'm an anti-fascist, I just say that I'm against dictatorships that use forcible suppression against its own people. Yeah. It's so As, as yeah. somebody that's anti-fascist yeah. or Antifa, if you want. By definition is what you really mean. What I mean is yeah. I disagree with using force to quiet your people. Yes. All right? Yeah. So we, as a nation, we've been anti-fascist since fucking 1776, buddy. Since ever. Since yeah. ever. Because we, like, we the people is just a nicer way to say fuck fascism. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, hundred percent. So not necessarily agreeing with like the extremities that some antifa people do. No, but like it's good to be anti-fascist. It's it's like it's it's a nice solid base. Yes. To be anti-fascist. Yes. Now your actions there can be translated into well, you're just doing something as bad as the other person's doing. Yeah. But the idealism behind it is that you're doing something bad so that bad stops, and the other person's doing something bad so that bad continues. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. So, and, and being antifa, if you're acting, uh, you know, if you're a militia that's trying to take down a power that's oppressing its people, you're you're using force and action to take down the pain, yeah. When you know to 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 suppress the the pain on its own people, yeah, which will hopefully then stop. But being but you're doing it with force. But being, <laughs> by force, but then being pro-fascism would be doing the same thing, hoping that that pain will continue. Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a tough. If anything by to force is, if you say this by force is like it's not good. It's it's like, such a tight it's such a um, ethical tightrope. It to is, walk. yeah, it is. Because it's like yes, I don't agree with using force to quiet your people, but how much do I agree with using force to quiet those people trying to quiet trying to, that are trying to quiet the people? It, it's fucking it, it's it's mock yes. In the great words of. Will uh, Will Ferrell? It's my mm-hmm. bottling. It's, uh, my, mind isn't it's, right it's my mind is in a bottle. Right, my mind is in a bottle. I'm like, in a glass case of emotions it's, right it's now. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, so Mussolini, uh, Benny the Moose, Benny Moose, the deuce. <laughs> Benny the Moose. Okay. Benny the the the, the deuce. I want to drop right now. So he's the youngest prime minister of Italy, which he was super very proud of. Uh, gives he, a shit. he loves that title. He was famous for um. Being an agitator—it's not a, like an accomplishment. The first <laughs> prime minister of Italy? No, the first—the youngest. Oh, the youngest. Oh, not the first. I'm sorry, the youngest. The youngest. Like, so like you just happened to be younger than the others. Yeah. Like, yeah. you didn't make them older. <laughs> you said that with a lot of shoulders. <laughs> like, it just—they happened to be younger. They just happened to be older than you. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like, whatever. So, so proud of not it, being forty yet. He like, was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm younger. Fine. Fucking tool. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a dick. God, All right. It. So he was famous for being like an agitator. So he liked stirring the pot a lot. Um, real British shit pen knife. <laughs> real shit starter. Um, his uh his his ultimate style of fascism. So this is this is his flavor of fascism or his flavor of leadership. First. Step A, coming to power as prime minister, mm. Um, and then he wanted to come to power as a clear nationalist for Italy. That's his idea. He was a, a clear Italy-focused yeah. nationalist. Yeah. Viva Italia. Um, the second was to bring the working class and the bourgeoisie classes, or just the upper echelons, just together. So he wanted to bridge the separation between working class, middle class, lower class, and the the social elite, the bourgeoisie, how though, like equalize them by by um, shrinking like the wage gaps. Well, that's a little communist, you yeah. Like, he's but that's pre- that's his idea. Well, not like completely, but closer together. I guess. Yeah, yeah, idea. no, yeah, I know. But he's, he's, he's he got to he's he's peppering it a little bit of communism there to equal everyone out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Different, just different. Flavors, Except for him, man. he's gonna stay way up here. Yeah, yeah I get, <laughs> well, he's up there <laughs> while all the people just get. Blended together with his own flavor of communism, nationalism, yeah. socialism, whatever. All right. So um, by implementing, uh, he he did this um, by implementing uh, Catholic idealist policies. I'll talk about that a little bit more later because sure he was Jesus actually He actually yeah. was very against religion when he was growing up. Okay. He didn't believe in anything Catholic. He actually d- despised it. He became but Catholic? but he used it to further oppress his people. Oh yeah, why so he used the rules of the Catholic Church to further kind of suppress the people. What easier place to do that than Italy? Exactly. <laughs> <Where> everyone's <laughs> Catholic. Everyone's Catholic. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Pope's right next door. <laughs> exactly. So if, clever, but fuck, very clever. Fucked up. Very fucked up. Yeah. What about the Pope was doing during yeah. all this? <laughs> Just sitting and watching. Probably like I'm never leaving this building again, Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing the Vatican's its own country.
1: Mm.
0: Um True. So he used, um, he used all forms of media to kind of flex his power, um, and, and he promised to, like, unify the country, which at first the people kind of responded to, like we talked about, since they were all kind of, like, pretty tired of all the class riots and the factory strikes and um, all the, the, the um, anger about the wage gaps. So it was already yeah. a really tumultuous time that he, that he took over. Yeah. And people were like, cool, he's going to bring us closer together. The people literally, like, okay, we're into this. Like, yeah. Let's end the fighting. Let's shrink the wage gaps. Let's give, um, you know, people proper time off. Let's make children stop working. Like we all like <laughs> great. these, we all like these ideas, yeah. you know, this is great. Just, Hey, can we do that now? Which he did not. Yeah. yeah um, he never actually did it. He anything. never actually did anything. Cause he was just, like, you know, like, yeah. I like these kids working. Yeah. That's classic fucking, <laughs> classic fucking hot air balloon politician. Just full of hot air. Yeah. Empty promises, that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, there was also, like, a rigged election in 1924 after the, the semi-coup. Yeah, the, that was, that was, so two years later. Two years later in 1924. There was, like, a semi-election, which was rigged. He oh, was, so then he was, like, officially elected. Right. So he was elected oh, by the people. I'm just going to sit this way now. <laughs> that's they, why. That's my why. leg is going numb. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking at you. Like, yeah, <laughs> drink it in, sir. You got the good side, too. Yeah, I get the profile. You get the left. <laughs> no, that's my good side. Always like the left. Um, okay. So, he was elected oppositional... Uh, no, sorry, sorry. So, he gained the power of prime minister in 1924, voted on by the people, but it was a rigged election. It was like a 98% favorship. It was... Uh, <laughs> I won yeah, by 140%. Yeah, classic Napoleon's brother shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, he, so, he was... He elected on purpose, and this is where it kind of comes in, where he's, he's an agitator. Okay. On purpose, after... Taking over as prime minister, he elected oppositional leaders into his cabinet specifically so he can disagree with them and crush them from the inside. Oh. Okay. So he he elected socialist or just democratic party members into his own cabinet. That's good. Just to so do. he can crush them and say no. Look at he's in power and it's his fault. It's this person's fault that. Italy's like this. That's good to do for obvious reasons. Right. Like, like, uh, have people in your cabinet oppose. Right. Like, like Clinton. Like, Bill Clinton had a lot of like Republicans on his cabinet to check, for check and balances. Mm Mm-hmm. Not just so you could blame them. No, he he did the he he elected scapegoats basically. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Not elected, he chose scapegoats to work yeah. with them. I think it's good to have opposite views in your county, right. but not like but to listen. It's like it's like having your friend go in for an interview and fuck it up, so that when you go in for the interview, you look really good. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll call you for an interview. You, oh, dude, I'll oh, fuck it up so bad. <laughs> so good at it. I'll wear one of those hats with a spinny thing on it. <laughs> Big old, like, googly eyeglasses. glasses. <laughs> so I but, look real good. Yeah. All right, so... After that, um, after the rigged election, after he kind of, like, crushed everybody from the inside... Yeah. Um, he started to work with... Fuck with, like, the uh, public works programs. Um, he, he started to, to make new programs that kind of specifically squashed freedom of speech, trade unions. Um, he made trade union He made union... Uni- unionizing illegal... He made free speech illegal. He um, made uh, forming a, a an oppositional party illegal, so <laughs> everything that he promised to do immediately off the table within a year. Okay. Um, and this was all enforced by the Italian Black Shirts. So the Black Shirts were armed military squads um, who were mostly comprised of just volunteers. Okay. So the Black Shirts were just loyalists to Mussolini. So it's basically like a group of fans for Mussolini. 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 Mean, <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> so leering all the time. <laughs> okay. We'll get, we'll get through this. Okay. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Okay. <laughs> I've actually, like, you, when we started this, all uh, well, the research for this, you bought up the black shirts, and I started to come across them, a little bit in my research. Yeah. Um, but I avoided them because I, 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 but I don't know anything about them. Okay. Like, so so. It's, it's just big fans of Mussolini. Okay. Big fans. Like some were already in the military. Some were not. Some were police. Most were not. Most were just volunteers. It's like it's like if Beyonce's Beehive had guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they and if because if you say something bad about Beyonce on Twitter, the Beehive's gonna get you. Has been used somewhere before? Like, didn't didn't Hitler have like white shirts or something like? Probably I don't know, but it was just just big old fans of his carrying around guns, terrorizing okay. the streets. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So. Southern now skipping ahead, we just I I didn't include timestamps it's just yeah it's fine it's fine whatever um so we're gonna talk about Southern Italy more specifically Sicily okay um and even more specifically the northern province of Sicily and more specifically <laughs> the Palermo province of northern Sicily and more specifically <laughs> and more specifically no I'm done with specifically this uh, street <laughs> I'm just zooming in on Google Maps yeah just like zoom in on Google Google Maps with me. Um, so, northern Sicily remained kind of against the transition of power. Okay. They liked being under King Emmanuel. They didn't agree with, um, Mussolini's policies. They didn't believe his hot air. Oh, okay. And they were like, listen, we're kind of our own thing anyway. We just want to stay our own thing. Mm. Like, the island of Sicily is, you know, it's at the bottom of Italy's boot. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with it it was a he was conquered by different people multiple times yeah. uh the moors you know Moor yeah. invasion like just different a, a different group of people almost um so they disagreed with it and Mussolini was like no you got to be on board with me mm. so he hired this guy named um caesar mori who was uh the pre and he, he made him the prefect of palermo um i don't know what prefect means it's like uh it's it basically the guy in charge i can only think of like four prefects from Harry guide no it, it prefect is like um okay so i'll put this in harry potter context oh okay because uh, they use prefects okay. so in in harry potter uh there's the four houses okay each house has a prefect okay. and it's basically the person it's the most senior person in charge of that house to kind of make sure that all of the members of like all the students of that house, like all of Gryffindor house or whatever, mm-hmm. the, pre- the Gryffindor prefect makes sure that they're all in line. Okay. But they're still under Hogwarts. Pretty much. Yes, yeah, like the prefect isn't like a teacher. Okay. It doesn't have like any like real power. So it's the rule of the house under the... Sp- it's like a student president. Oh, got it. ASB leader. Yeah. ASB leader. Yeah. Okay. So this AS, AS beast of shit, uh, <laughs> Caesar More started immediately torturing everybody in Sicily. Oh, great. He, um, he held... He might be a little bit more powerful then. <laughs> he held women and children hostage until they agreed to, you know, side with Mussolini. He eliminated the oppositional mafias that existed in Sicily, all with brute force. Thousands slaughtered in the streets. Like I said, women and children held hostage. He it's might be more up. like in line with uh, like a regional governor then. Okay. Like More like a Tarkin. Okay, kind, kind of a grand moth. Like yeah, more like a moth. He's a moth. Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> not, that's... not a student body president. <laughs> <laughs> not a student body president. We'll change that. Yeah, more of a moth. Okay. So now that's just like his, how he got all of Italy on board. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So now we'll talk about like his economic policies, which were, which he thought were fucking genius. Oh, I'm sure not... he did. So okay. we'll talk about um the battle for wheat, which it's called the battle for wheat. <laughs> which is one of his policies that uh, launched 5,000 new farms on unusable soil that caused the production costs and taxes and tariffs of wheat to increase exponentially, oh, throwing the country even further in debt. So in order to farm on this land, which was unfarmable, they had to use every piece of technology they had, bring in every like soil disruption that they had, and the cost of making that land farmable Destroyed the weed industry. See, this is this is what fucking happens when people like dictators, who have no fucking political experience at all, right. get in charge, and think that they, they know enough to make these decisions. Like, no, bro, just hire an agricultural expert. Right. And you don't even have to do this. It's, like, it's, it's it's so dumb that they think idiot. That, that people that are this confident in their own bullshit think they believe it. they think they're good at everything. Yeah. They fucking but they're, believe they're not. Yeah. You need an assistant manager, pal. Fucking, literally, yeah. <laughs> Some guy that knows how to fucking yeah. plant something, like. Yeah. Okay, the next one, and this is so ter- terrible, terrible, but it's like funny too. I don't know. Hold on. Okay, great. This is going to make you uncomfortable. Well, oh, you're letting her out? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I could just let a cat stare at a door forever. I could. <laughs> I could. Yeah, stare at that door, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me fluff that up for yeah, you. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so so this next kind of economic policy he had, it's 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 funny, but okay. I, I hate that but it's but also funny. awful. So it's called the Battle for Land. So in this he drained um, rural marshes of all their water, um, so that unemployed people can own land, even though it was shitty land that you wouldn't want to live on. Yeah. Okay. That we get you do on a marsh. So he basically relocated <laughs> 10,000 people, 10,000 poor people, to wet marshland and then just left them there. What? With no infrastructure or plan in place. So he moved... Look, I gave you dirt. (laughs) He (laughs) moved people to to wetlands and left. And they were just standing in the middle of this wet marshland, which, come rain season, will be flooded with water again. Yeah. No houses, no no infrastructure, no... Are they supposed to live like they're on a bayou? they no there, back and forth, and so it's like, what, am I just supposed to, like, eat dirt? Like, what the fuck am I doing out here in the middle of fucking nowhere? What
1: the fuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, it's kind of, because he just, like... Planted them like seeds in the middle of fucking but nowhere. They, like they actually just made them go they there. They just made them go. They forced them out using the trains that always ran on time. Like that's what? that's his only claim to fame is like under Mussolini the trains always ran on time. He was just a fan of trains. Like who gives a fuck? Fuck this shit. Yeah, I'd rather my trains be five minutes late he than not be relocated to marshland. You they actually phrase like the so when he's when he's finally captured, which we'll get to. Yeah. They. Um, they phrased the his like entourage right. as the a train, a train. Yeah, yeah. they called run. a fifteen man train. I'm fucking run a train on you, Mussolini. Whoa, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. No thanks. <laughs> no, just uh, I don't want to be part of that like train. An, like an angry train. I'll steamroll you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> like, I don't even part of an angry train either. Man. Well, whatever. <laughs> Gross. I just, well, like, I, I, how, I, it's such it's an so easy train. Run a train. Okay, all right, okay. fine. But, like, I'd rather trains be five minutes late than, like, don't kill us, dude. like I'd rather wait 45 minutes for the train to get the, here than you to tell me I'm going to go put you on this fucking marsh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways. So his propaganda, we're going to get his, like, his propaganda, a little bit of foreign policy here. Okay. And then we'll call it a day. Okay, good, because um, I'm here. All right, cool. Um... <laughs> So his propaganda, which uh, costed an obscene amount of money, oh, of course, um, ran the country even further in debt, along with his stupid wheat and marsh plan, um, <laughs> the war for wheat, <laughs> the war, the war against wheat. Oh shit! Um, so they always portrayed him as like this big and strong man in media and on the radio and stuff like that. Mm. They always portrayed him as good at sports and as a skilled musician. <laughs> okay, whoa, very Nero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking at the guy, yeah, he looks big and strong. I'll mm. give him that. He's got a very, like, square jaw. Yeah. I would never look at him and think that that guy, one, could even throw a fucking ball. Right. Let alone play a fucking, any instrument. No, he doesn't look like a musician at all. Like. He'd fuck up the tamarind. That guy's no way. No, that guy would fucking break a recorder. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like give, tell that guy to play hot crossbones, <laughs> and he'd fuck it up. Like It's three notes, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Alright. So his foreign policy was also shitty. Uh, he backed out of the Italo-Turkish War famously when he was a um, a journalist, where he disagreed with like war altogether. F- yeah, because he, he was kind of going through his like you know his uh, art period, his, his yeah his his his, his Picasso's blue his period, blue period, yeah, yeah. His blue period. Um, and then he was uh so he's really outspoken about war, but that was like circa 1911, and since his like plans have kind of changed, he was really only concerned with foreign policy when it affected the borders of Italy when it was close to home he was very like think locally not globally of course that's what nationalism is um so italian ruled somalia at this time was um in a border war with ethiopia so somalia north africa uh ethiopia and somalia northeast africa yeah like right on the edge there um so this was during the the what's called the scramble for africa which lasted like from 1881 all the way to like the 1920s and this, yeah, the, yeah, the scramble for Af- Africa is where Britain and France and Europe were all trying to colonize as much as Africa as possible, just taking what they can because yeah. nobody had any claim on it, which,
1: except for the people, there. except
0: for the people of Africa. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking, God But man. it didn't have your European or like royal yeah. title. No, but a flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, just no this no fucking flag. dumb shit. Yeah, just leave leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten this argument so many times. it's Like, enjoy the land you have. Make the land you have better. Yeah and which was he was trying that we have to conquer the dark continent that's that's the idea behind fucking national nationalism but it's never done properly like except for except for that colony except for that colony exactly (laughs) so the the scramble for africa he tried to colonize as much as um well they okay so anyways so, the border of of some of, um, Italian Somalia and Ethiopia were in war. And during this war, um, Mussolini was responsible for killing 7% of Ethiopia's total population. That's a lot. During the war effort. Um, he hundreds It's hundreds of thousands of people. And he used mustard gas, he used phosphine, he used torture, and he used mass executions to do so. Damn. So... You say you're against war, but fucking doesn't look well, like it. Well, uh, yeah, he's not. Well, he did fight in World War One. Yeah, exactly. Which at this point, mustard gas is is illegal, right? Like, and he's still using it, right? Even what's his name? Uh, fucking Hitler, Romani Kamini, even uh, Rob Kamini, even he was against mustard gas. Oh, oh, and, oh, yeah. and yeah, just like re- whatever. yeah, it's just ridiculous. So, I'm not even. T- I'm not, okay. So I'm done. But like, I'm not even going to touch, like, his involvement in World War II. Um, his best friend Hitler, of course. <laughs> apparently he was, like, good friends with him, sort of. Uh, he Allies. F- like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about how he force-fed op- oppositional leaders. Castor oil. I'm not going to talk about how he killed thousands of his own people. I'm not going to talk about how he used the only used the rules of the Catholic Church to oppress his people even further. He sent troops to support the nationalist movement during um, the Spanish Civil War just because they were promoting dictatorial fascist nationalism in their own country. He supported that. He fucking... He looks like Babe Ruth just ate his own baseball bats <laughs> with his fucking stupid beaver teeth. I hate this guy so fucking much. Fuck fascism. Stomp Nazis. Our country's basically sick with a Nazi virus and anti-fascist... Anti-fascism is, like, the only thing. It's the next vaccine that this country needs to eliminate these assholes. Like, this... Fucking fascism is the dumbest thing ever. It's stupid, yeah. Like, the American body body politic is sick with the disease of fascism right now, and we need to fucking eliminate it. 100% agree. It, it's stupid, because like I said earlier, like, nothing about the definition of fascism should be appealing to anyone. It's, except for the one person in, that's trying to be in charge, quote-unquote, who's the fascist. It, it shouldn't appeal to any of you, because it takes away all of your fucking liberties. Like, and in, in our country where everything is based off of your liberties, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be in favor of fascism. Like, I, I, I don't understand. It's fucking bad. Like, shove it up your fucking butts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take one last break. And we'll come back with the end. Bye, right, bye, bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Justice Time Machine. Uh, we appreciate it very much so um i want to take this opportunity to also appreciate another person i hope that line of logic followed um his name is johnny nittle and he is the person responsible for doing all of our music uh he did our theme song he does all the transitions and we couldn't be happier with his work we think it's like absolutely wonderful it's one of the the greatest things that's happened to our podcast since it started it's actually um sounding much more professional and um just all around better, so uh, you should absolutely give him your business, go to johnnyrk.com, that's johnnyrk, j-o-h-n-n-y-r-k.com, or you can find him on all social media at johnnyrk. Go to Johnny Niddle, give him your money, he deserves every penny. Thank you, Johnny, and we'll see you next time. All right, we're back. Hello, hello, hello. Um, cool. So, oh, 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 oh. Oh, delicious. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, give Cody a chance. I, I stepped up, stepped off my stu- uh, my soapbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. And then uh, and then I stepped in some shit. Yeah. Literal dog shit. Um, on <laughs> our, our break, got some dew on your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I actually came off pretty easy. so yeah, I was yeah, yeah. um Cool. So we've been talking about. Mussolini. mm mm-hmm. boy Mussolini. Uh Mussolini. Um I heard this uh Mus- funny Mussolini tiny weenie. <laughs> I heard this funny thing. Um uh listening to another podcast that listen to a lot. Um That's why we drink. Uh-huh. uh this is one of the ones I listen to regularly. Um, Emma and Christine, they do like true crime and like paranormal shit. Mm-hmm. Super funny. Um and they had this funny uh thing that they were talking about like um singular um what was it, how did they phrase it, it was singular Italian pastas. So like how there's like fettuccine, they just, they're like give me one fettuccine. One fettuccine. Yeah, one spaghetti. Oh, okay. One, yeah, like one uh, rigatone. Okay. Like, I just thought it was funny, just like, Singularizing, like, pastas. Singularizing. Yeah, still singularizing. Like, like Mussolini. Give me one Mussolini. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. One, zero Mussolini, please. <laughs> zero Mussolini, please. I'll take Italy. Hold the Mussolini. <laughs> Hold the Mussolini. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. It was one of their last ones, mm-hmm. and I was like, I like that. <laughs> for the, for the All right. Uh, well, well, thanks, other podcast, for that joke. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I, I mean, I, I didn't steal it, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, it just was, it was, uh, fitting because we're in and we're talking about <laughs> Italy, so. My drink is a, on a really precarious spot right now. And <laughs> and it, I would call it felt that precarious. It's, it's and, got a backing. And on my, in my head, I was like, that won't come back to bite me. No, it <laughs> won't. Like, unless you, like, put your fist out and punch it, like. Mm, it's, feeling, it's, feeling punchy. Well, don't punch it. All right. <laughs> okay, so, um, obviously there's only one way this can end, and it's with him dying. Good. Um, I'd say it's, it's. Okay, it's not to the wildness mm-hmm. of Komeni. Oh, Okay, <laughs> like his rock star fucking funeral. Right. Um, okay. It is on the level of a Gaddafi, though. Stab in the butt. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, corpse uh, de- desecration. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm I'm into it. So okay, basically, as the as World War II comes to an end. Mm-hmm. um Obviously, the Allied forces were were surrounding a lot of the Axis, mm-hmm. um, and this all takes place. So his death actually takes place two days before Hitler commits suicide. Oh, interesting! So very, very uh, spontaneously. Talked about it? Maybe like a suicide pact? Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, no, because he's murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mussolini gets killed. Oh, okay. Whereas, okay. like Hitler killed himself. Oh uh, well, okay. I didn't know that part because I didn't read about his death. But yeah, okay, so yeah. so uh, Mussolini is captured and executed. Okay, um, so basically uh, the Allied forces are starting to surround them. Uh, Mussolini and his mistress Clara. Oh, there we go. The Clara. Clara. Pretty yeah. pretty close. Can we Cla- say Claire? I mean, Clara? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so Clara is his mistress. Um, weird. I don't know why he didn't try to leave with his wife. He left his, with his mistress. He left with his mistress. His wife's alive, <laughs> and his wife outlives him classic but he he tries to escape with his mistress classic like, he really channeled his dad he's here running like, away but like i like, feel really bad for his wife his wife uh her name was Rachel um i don't know where she was apparently she wasn't part of the evacuation <laughs> plan like, she's just like sitting back okay yeah uh, like I guess with their kids because like, yeah. they had like sons and stuff like. <laughs> so um they uh so him and his wife Clara or Clara are um planning to uh escape to Switzerland. Okay. Via Spain. Um, I don't know why. They probably would have made it if they had just got on a plane in Italy and flew to Switzerland. Right. Yeah. But they tried to go like to Spain first. And it may have been because like you said, like there was like fascist movements in Spain that he was mm-hmm. supporting. So I like, think he was trying to get there. Yeah, he's fe- safe for a little maybe bit. Maybe it was like a haven because he fed a lot of arms and troops yeah. to Spain during the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, but, like, the way I see it, it's like, dude, the allied forces are surrounding you, like, your main shit should be getting the fuck out. Right. Like, and you're trying to take the long way. Right. Like, you could have just gone on a private plane and gotten the fuck out. So, because he did this, he was stopped. Okay. Um. So, he was stopped in a village called, um, I fucked up my writing, uh, Dongo, D- Dorgo Dongo, Mark, just fix it. Um, <laughs> it it sounds like Dongo. I, I I scribbled it and I didn't expect myself to have to read it again for some reason. Okay, I literally wrote Dorgu and I don't think that's it. it sounds like a pasta. Yeah, Dorgu. <laughs> um, so they get stopped there. Um, and his and Clara's brother tries to like pose as like a Spanish consul, mm-hmm. like saying that like they're originally from Spain. Like he was hoping that like they didn't know what he looked like. I think. Okay, like that. Like uh, her brother could like kind of like diplomatically like get their way through kind mm-hmm. of thing even though he's not like he's he's also an italian right so it's like um inglorious bastards like fucking brad pitt just being like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to like fucking force their way through it's a really good scene in that movie yeah theater, like yeah. not knowing how to do it right um so they were captured held there for a bit um they were then brought to a small village um guilino di uh, Mesegra. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, it's, if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. So, there's like double Z's in there, so I don't know. Um, where they were eventually um, executed by gunfire. Okay. So. F- firing squad. Fi- not firing squad. They were just literally one guy just shot them. Oh, just bing, boom, bam. Boom, boom. Oh, wait, because I read it as firing squad. No, it wasn't a firing bing? squad. Okay. Right. It was a single guy who just pistoled them and shot them dead, including mm-hmm. like his his entourage of like 15 people or his 15 man train. Okay. um they killed them all. The, the Mussolini party. The Mussolini party, yeah. Pretty much killed them all. Um, maybe the rest of them were like a firing squad, but there was one guy who shot him and his mistress. Okay. Um, So they were shot there in uh, Um, Their bodies were then loaded up and taken back to Milan, um, where they were d- just dumped in a plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, a specific plaza where they had formally executed 15 anti-fascists.
1: So it's a little slap of the face. Okay.
0: They're like, "Oh, we, you executed insurrectionists here. Right. This is where we're gonna dump your body." I love it. Yeah, it's so great. I love it. There's, a, you gotta get a good burn in You there. got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they dumped their bodies there. Um, after their their bodies were dumped there, they were um beaten with rocks. Like or like stomp not be like stomped on, spit on. Right. Their bodies like just very Gaddafi, just fucking like so, the, the people got their the, yeah. punches in. Yeah, the people got their punches in. Yeah. Um and then they they strung up the bodies upside down. Okay. And hung them there. There was like I think five of them hung. Mm-hmm. Um and um it continued. After they were hung, people continued to throw rocks at them. I was them. just about to say, throw some rocks at them. Yeah, it. they were yeah, throwing yeah. rocks at them, Um, just continued to like pummel them. Right. Uh while they were hanging there. Um, they even brought one, uh, one of his, um, like leading, uh, party members, like the guy who kind of like assumed control after his capture, Mm -hmm. after he was captured, they brought him there specifically because he had like claimed at one point that Mussolini was like a God Uh and they made him look at Mussolini's body and while he was like staring at Mussolini's body. They shot him in the back of the head and then hung him up. Wow. Yeah. Like really got after it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So somebody went out there to like admire him and his death and they were no, no, no. He was brought there. Like oh. He was captured, brought. St- oh, I, saw, I was listening to it as like they found him admiring the body and then were like, oh, you too. No, no, no. <laughs> like they, they finally captured him at the capital, Okay. And then brought him there to look at his body. Oh, they're like, and this, walk- is, this is what we Because he specifically in, yeah. like referred to Mussolini as a god. Okay. They're like, oh, you loved him so much? Mm-hmm. Look at his fucking body. Yeah. And then popped him. Okay. Like, and then hung him up, like mm-hmm. right there with him. Um, and it's like, well, they didn't hang him up, like hang him upside down. Right. Like, it's just kind of like, I don't know, like an extra thing for me. But, um, so they did that. Uh, so at this point, like their bodies are just fucking like destroyed, like just fucking hanging there, yeah. beaded, bloody. Causing a stench too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, so his body was eventually taken down and buried in an unmarked grave. Okay. Um, obviously to like, just be like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was discovered and, uh, found by his supporters and they took his body, like they dug it up and took his body. Um, like to try to like salvage some of the remains or something. Did, did I guess just like to take it and bury it like themselves? Okay, like to like give it a, like to give him a proper burial or okay. something. Um, and there was a lot of back and forth. So, Like they got it and then like, like it was captured back and then like it was captured again. He's, like tearing at it like two junkyard dogs. Literally, and, like at one point, like they. <laughs> At one point, like, it was literally just, like, carted around in the trunk of a car for a couple days. Sure, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. it was fucking, it was just fucking, just rotting everywhere. Yeah. Like, and, um, <laughs> and then basically, like, the government just held on to it for, like, ten years. People are so weird with dead bodies. So weird. It is so weird. So weird. Like, just leave it alone. It's dead. He's dead. But graveyards are weird. Like... Graveyards aren't weird. Graveyards are kind of weird. Graveyards aren't weird if you just leave it alone. Well, like, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Some you say, like, going to a graveyard after they're buried is kind of weird. Well, not to, like, pay respect or say goodbye. Not not to, to, not to the first time. The first time, totally get it. Go to that graveyard. Yeah. But then, like, do you go see them and, like, talk to them? Some people go regularly. Just interesting. Some people go, like... Maybe that's not weird. I think it's just interesting. I think some people... Yeah, no, because a lot of people like to go and pay respects to, like, their loved ones, like, right. annually. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know... Like one thing I've never like I've never asked like I don't know because I don't I have a lot of people in my personal life have died and been buried, mm-hmm. um, but I know on this podcast I mentioned before, I think I mentioned before um, my stepdad's brother mm-hmm. who's passed away. I honestly I don't know if I can ever recall him, my stepdad mm-hmm. or my my grandma ever going to visit. The, the grave I at don't grave. even know the last time they did yeah I don't like I don't think my stepdad goes I mean we've all like we've all lost people like yeah you know I I've, I've lost a lot of people that are close to me yeah I, I I've been like... at a funeral like yeah but I, I've, I've never gone back to I've never gone back I've never gone back that's no. what I'm saying yeah and so like I don't know if like my grandma's ever gone back to see her does that son? make us insensitive for not going back I don't know maybe like I feel like is it's like how do I how do I ask my grandma like have you ever gone to see your son's grave yeah like no, how do you, how no, do I ask yeah. that and I I Honestly, throughout my entire life, I can not ever recall my my stepdad going to see his brother's grave, right? Ever? Yes, like, people people get to mourn however they mourn. Yeah, no, there's no there's yeah. no right answer. Yeah, yeah, um, Yeah, yeah it, it's. I think people that like go a lot is maybe weird. Maybe there wasn't any closure. Maybe, but maybe it's like how many times you like, have to like, go? Like, it was like data. But, but the thing is, it's like then you know, because you just because they're buried, like you have to pay for that lot, right? Like, so it's like. Do you go, like, because you're paying for it kind of thing? Like... Oh, because, like, I might as well get my money's worth? It. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, is that a thing? Like... I paid for it. I'm seeing this body. I don't, I don't know. Like... When I come, I want it strung up and so I can take it. I want to look at that body. Like, I've only ever gone to a funeral. It wasn't anyone that I ever had to, like, be like, I need to go visit them. Oh, like, God, that's hilarious. Like... And the only time ta- the funerals I've been to are like aunts and uncles that like I barely knew. I don't know. Yeah, people are just missing the the a and dabda. What is it like? um, Denial, acceptance, bargaining, depression. No, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And, and, it's like, and, and then stage the v at the end is visit. Then the, v at the <laughs> There's no v. It's not dab dab. Yeah, dab dab. dab, 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 dab and then dab. visiting. <laughs> and, then, and then the visiting portion of yeah. dabda. Okay. <laughs> Go see him. I, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like, my uh, my uncle, or my uncle, like, my stepdad's brother, mm-hmm. he's actually buried in the same um, uh, cemetery as OJ's wife. No way. Yeah. Nicole Brown. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Nicole same Brown cemetery. Symptom. Yeah, Since so he, if you know where that is... Nicole Brown Simpson. If anyone wants to look that up, that's where my uncle's buried. Okay, yeah. so if you want to go see Cody's... <laughs> well, I'm never there. <laughs> but, like, but that's where they're buried. Oh, I right used right. to live, actually, like, right across the street from it. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right. So... Um, i know i just think people react to to, to people dying weird yeah no well, i mean yeah well no no i'm sorry sorry I uniquely said, I, uniquely i said people react to people have different ideas with what to do with the body after it's passed away yes people reacting to a dead body is totally fine however you want to do I'm it for cremation they just, just let know. it be done yeah like you use the parts for whatever you could use the parts for yeah and then just get rid of me you probably won't want anything that's inside yeah. me. It's probably all trash. Salvage what you can. Take what you can. Yeah. Burn the rest. Yes. And just be done with it. Use my chest hair for kindling. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you <laughs> probably don't want any of my kidneys kidney, or my liver. Don't touch it. <laughs> like my stomach's probably trash. You're fine. Like, do people take stomachs? I don't know. Probably, um, yeah, they take everything. Maybe, yeah. You probably I, don't want any it. I've always had pretty good skin. You can take my skin. Do yeah, sure, wear again. it. Wear my skin, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like Buffalo Bill? No yeah. You. <laughs> You're, fuck me hard. Yeah. Wear my skin, you <laughs> sicko. <laughs> Make me a lamp. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, sorry if we offended anyone. Um <sighs> Uh I don't know where you go. Okay, so um so, okay, so his body did a lot of back and forth, uh lived in a trunk for a little bit, did a little whole thingy. Um Did he say living in a trunk for a little bit? Yeah The opposite of living in a trunk. Oh, yeah, well he stayed in a trunk for a little bit. De- de- decomposing in yeah, a trunk. Yeah, decomposing in a trunk for a little bit. Um <laughs> and then <laughs> Uh, basically, the government got rehold of it and held on to it for, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. Just had it. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not going to bury it because you guys are going to fucking steal it again. Because you're going to be weird about it. We're just going to keep it. Yeah. So they kept it for about ten years. Um Eventually, they decided, okay, we're going to bury it at his birth town. Mm-hmm. Like, in his village. Um it's actually in a crypt with like a sta- like a uh, uh a bust okay. of him above it like, like a very a, like a mausoleum Yeah yeah like well yeah a crypt which is like a mausoleum um so he's actually got a very nice crypt it's like marble and okay. uh, yeah it was finally like entombed there in his birth town um and the government actually reached out to his widow Okay <laughs> who was not part of the escape plan right. <laughs> it was like yeah. hey if you want to be there, we're going to return his body. I know he obviously didn't really like you enough, but we're going to give him back. Um, What'd he do? I don't know. I don't fuck him, dude. Probably didn't even go. Throw him in the trash. Yeah. Fuck? Um, he ran out on him, like me and his kids. With a mistress. Yeah. Like, um, and eventually he was entombed there, so. Yeah, tell him I need alimony. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, uh, what's his bank account look like? Yeah. Um, Jesus. So yeah, that's where we end. Alright, well... It's up to um, to Marky Martin Mark right now to figure out what the hell we just talked about. I don't yeah. even remember. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's probably some stuff during World War II that we missed. Yeah, there. Well, no, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in foreign policy that he can cover. There's a lot of stuff in World War II he can cover. It's just like I'm so sick of these people, dude. Like I don't have the energy. It's I don't have. It's like I'm not. I'm not saying I don't have the energy for this podcast anymore. I'm just like I'm sick of giving assholes a pedestal. And that's what our whole podcast is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can we change it? <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it's supposed to be the opposite of a pedestal, and like, it's not th- a pedestal though. Like, we're not really, telling you. We're not telling anyone he's great. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, and the fascism sucks, and we're making them know that he sucks. And just yeah, a lot of isms suck, and they're they're making us split hairs and choose a flavor of democracy, and it's like it should be for the people, and that should be that simple, but it's not. No. People like to make it complicated with their their, their flavors and their you know their discussions of you know well what about my religion what about your religion and what about my my idealisms what about your yeah. policies and and you're just muddying the waters and the basic human the, the response should be let's make sure everybody's fed and start there yeah you know let's yeah. make sure there's a roof over everybody's make side. sure all human rights are let's, checked off let's keep then... let's keep it evolution baby what do we need to survive we need to fuck yeah. we need fucking to eat <laughs> why did you start well. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, dude, fucking, what is it like? Uh, Norway or Sweden pays um, uh, wages for people that need prostitution because they're so lonely. Like really? they, they pay for prostitutes in some countries because they get lonely. Like we, that's that's a thing. Okay, dude. so this is the We need uh, to mate. It's in our the DNA. The final episode, we are moving to there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like government pays for prostitution. Obviously, in it line with this, like, sorry, I will leave my, I'll right. leave my wife here, right, and I'll go with my mistress. <laughs> like it's it's so weird. Like at some points, I agree with nationalism because taking care of your people should be what nationalism stands for. But they mm. they they use this 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 socialism trigger word to take it away from taking a, taking care of your public, but not at the expense of every other liberty. Absolutely not. Yeah. Not at the expense of like social and free liberties and like you know free will. Like don't take my don't take away my right to treat my body however I want to fucking treat it. Yeah. And don't get involved in the discussion that is mine or your body. It's yeah. not your business. Exactly. You know you should provide the resources resources that the human needs to function. Mm-hmm. Water, food, fire, roof. Fuck. Like <laughs> fucking should be on. I, I snuck it in. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're very about I it. Snuck like... it in. <laughs> But it's necessary. It's like that's how, if, if you're looking with a government that 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 looks how to tr- treat people the right way, let's start with the things that people need to survive, and and, and then have further discussions about what God you like, what you know type of uh, business, e- commerce you like. You yeah. know, let's, let's start. We've gotten so far off base with all these ists and isms. Keep it simple and take care of your fucking people. Yeah, that's the whole role of the government is to take care of the people. Right, that's what it should. Be. That that's what our taxes it's not are for, supposed baby. to benefit the people in charge. Right, the government is supposed to benefit the people. Yeah, you want but... to whitt- you want to whittle fucking uh, socialism down to its very hair, then fucking what's taxation, buddy? Yeah, it's us putting in a, a certain fund back to the government based off our wages and our efforts to make sure that people have access to social programs. If you Pay your taxes if you're gonna whittle it down to a certain degree. You're a fucking socialist, dude. Yeah. Like, f- pick your poison, bud. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of things we can talk about there, but that's not what this is for. All right, well, I'm so. done. Okay, well, Mark, take it over, buddy. Um, <sighs> uh, we had some call outs for you there. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah take it away yeah well let's uh, we'll follow us on Justice Time machine on Instagram. We haven't said that in a long time no we haven't because you guys never yeah <laughs> email like, us <laughs> email us just this time machine at gmail.com um, there's a support function on anchor if you want to find us on anchor it's in yeah. our it's in our um, podcast link on Spotify and iTunes yeah uh, sorry Apple podcast if you are on Apple just like leave a review. it yeah, always helps review. it helps us pop up more and yeah. uh, gets us a little bit more exposure. tell okay. all your friends. Yeah. If you have a business you want promoted, let us know. We'll add an ad for you. Yeah, even yeah, if you're a fan and you listen and you just want people to know about your business, yeah, I'll shout it out. Or just what do you want from us? I don't yeah. Ask like, us, and tell us what you want. Email us. Yeah. Uh we're getting towards the end of the season, so it'd be good for we can workshop some things. Yeah. So yeah. we've got we got two episodes left. So you and know. then we take a break. So give us something to do. That's right. All right. All right. Well, guys. All right. Good luck, Mark. Love you. All right. Bye. Bye bye.
1: I really wanted to start off my section this week with a clever, witty analogy between viruses and fascism. However, given current global events, it felt a little too real. So instead, let me begin with this example. Just like Republican-centrism gives way to QAnon, one political ideology often breeds another more extreme version of itself. It's a tale as old as time. Mussolini didn't invent fascism, but he certainly contributed heavily to making it popular in the early 20th century. And in his own way, he brought a new name and unprecedented horrors to violent authoritarianism. The word fascism comes from fascio, the Italian word for bundle, which in this case represents bundles of people. Its origins go back to ancient Rome, uh, when the fasces was a bundle of wood with an axe head carried by leaders. Mussolini saw democracy as a failed system, so he was more than likely storming the US capital in spirit just a few weeks ago. Just like communism, fascism buries its roots deep in the soil of political, social and cultural constructs that erase old world ideas of good and evil unifying the populace under one classless utopian vision. There's probably a much needed lesson in there, Uh, two opposing ideas, one coming from the far left, the other, the far right, actually having a great deal in common over a century later. And we still can't figure it out. And by it, I mean the innate divisive psyche of mankind. American historian and cultural critic Ruth Ben-Ghiat states that you can look up definitions of fascism, and often, if they're not about Hitler, race will not be in there. It's something that often gets left out, especially when talking about fascist Italy. There was this idea that Hitler was anti-Semitic and Mussolini wasn't. But it's about a larger concept of race. Mussolini was an imperialist. So he used colonialism to abuse people of colour. The fear of white decline was a huge part of it. Women were supposed to have a lot of babies to increase the white race. A lot of old fashioned explanations of fascism don't talk about that. And bringing Hitler into the fold is what I wanted to focus on most this week, because Mussolini and Hitler shared a weird relationship. Not Ishmael and Queequeg weird, more Gatsby and Daisy unrequited love weird. It's important to understand that Hitler was not in short supply of fascist idols. In fact, German populist politicians and writers such as Stoker, Bockel and Fritsch, enthusiastically rejoiced the idea of a racially pure nation led by a charismatic leader but Mussolini going 180 on his socialist upbringing and full totalitarian just lit a flame in Hitler's black little heart. In a 1932 interview, Mussolini claimed that racism is blondes stuff, referring to the Aryan race and Hitler's anti-Semitic views. This came one year after he sent a requested signed photograph to the Nazi party leader and one year before Hitler's 1933 election victory. The aforementioned interview with Emil Ludwig, uh, a a German Jewish journalist, it's a bit of a a mouthful. uh, He was forced to flee his homeland as the Third Reich came to power. And uh, the decision to to take the interview was one of significance. Mussolini wanted to send a message that um, he was being interviewed by this Jewish journalist um, knowing what Hitler's kind of thoughts about that would be, I suppose. Um, so while the obvious ally for Nazi Germany was fascist Italy, it didn't mean a simple or straightforward relationship between the respective leaders. Uh, while their ideologies might have been very similar, their priorities were not, because here's the thing about fascism, it's a very self-centered way of living. The union between Nazi Germany and fascist Italy became a marriage of convenience and expedience rather than a firm alliance. Despite providing some financial support to the rising Nazi party and allowing the SS to train with his own paramilitary brigade, the Blackshirts, Mussolini was critical of Hitler behind closed doors. Their first in-person meeting in 1934 was short of love at first sight and somewhat of a disaster however after a trip to germany in 1937 it would be almost impossible to suggest that hitler didn't finally make some kind of impression on mussolini as the italian leader unveiled the manifesto of race in 1938 stripping italian jews of their citizenship and roles in government occupations one year later the alliance was extended when they co-signed the Pact of Steel. Pact of Steel. I want to say pack of steel, but it's not. It's not a steel pack. It's a pact. like a handshake. A unifying 10-year agreement that if either Rome or Berlin required military or economic aid during wartime, the other would provide it. Now, this might not come as a surprise to you, but patience is a virtue, and Hitler was not very virtuous when he chose to invade Poland in 1939. This was way ahead of schedule, and Mussolini had received counsel that Italy was not ready to join the war effort. The final meeting between Demon and Devil was on July 20th, 1944, when Operation Valkyrie attempted to assassinate Hitler. This meeting came exactly one month after the successful Allied invasion of Normandy and almost a year after the Fascist Grand Council had passed a vote of no confidence, sacking Mussolini as Prime Minister and engaging in peace negotiations with the Allies. Now, to round out this unconventional Romeo and Juliet love story, it has been heavily suggested by historians that Mussolini's death had a significant impact on Hitler. Some even claim it drove him crazy. I would throw in there that he already was news of his public and humiliating death reached hitler via radio one day after it happened on april 29th 1945 that same day hitler composed his will and on april 30th with the russians on his doorstep and having been confined to his bunker for the previous two weeks hitler said goodbye to his inner circle and determined to never become the laughing stock his former idol had turned into, he and his wife, Eva Brown took their own lives. I think it's less important to analyse how strong the friendship between Hitler and Mussolini was, because it ultimately doesn't really matter. The fact that these two egomaniac shitheads saw something in one another is not all that surprising. Hitler certainly saw Mussolini as a rare equal, and I think it's fairly obvious that Mussolini enjoyed the master grasshopper relationship that evolved in the earlier years. To me, at least, the more important element to focus on is how their display of unity, uh, masculinity, the desire to create a new disp- diplomacy, uh, this fake friendship, threatened world peace on a scale that we have not seen before, or thankfully since. When you boil it down, this was a relationship filled with jealousy, petty squabbles, and individual ambition for world dominance, which is, to my understanding, the commonality between all of the real housewives. Boom. Roasted. Until next week, take care of one another and be safe.